If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And so I started cataloging all this information, right? just kind of putting it all into one spot. I put it in a Google Doc, and it was pages upon pages of stuff, right? And I kind of talked this through with some other friends of mine who do podcasts and, and some other things, just to kind of see how viable maybe this information could be or how marketable this information could be. Could I get in front of people like you and, and talk about it. Sure. And they're all just like, yeah, you absolutely need to try it. And it's been kind of a, a grind to kind of put everything together. I've made some mistakes of, of how I've gone about it, which I've made some adjustments to that because you kind of live and learn and you're going to make mistakes at just how much you fail forward and learn from those mistakes. Welcome back to Bucket List Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie. This is episode 120. Jeff Howell, my guest today, is a dad of four living in central Michigan, a self-proclaimed recovering marketing professional who pivoted out of that landscape into e-commerce development. And now he's found his most meaningful professional chapter. When his oldest son was beginning to believe he could play football post high school, Jeff began to research the process of getting him noticed by college programs, and he was surprised that there wasn't one repository of information to help. Jeff set out to piece together everything he'd learned by talking with other parents, coaches, online searching, and finally trial and error, all to empower other parents and student athletes to competently navigate the college sports recruiting process. All right, let's listen and learn. Jeff, welcome to Bucket List Careers, the podcast. So great to have you on the show with me. I'm so glad to be here, Krista. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, I am thrilled on two fronts because one, your pivot narrative is interesting. We talk about Bucket List Careers and what's going to light you up about what you do, how you got there. But also, I'm interested in hearing about your son's recruitment story. And this is obviously the inspiration to what you're doing now. So we have a lot to unpack. But as I said, you crafted a, a new dream gig. You are a college sports recruiting advisor. And this is, again, inspired by Josiah, who was recruited and committed to play football at the college level. So a few great stories to share, but we want to start with you. And you did not begin your professional path in this area. You call yourself a recovering marketing professional. You've been in other areas of business. So dial it back a little bit for us and walk us through your evolution to what you're doing now. Sure, absolutely. I began working in the print industry and that sort of just naturally transitioned into marketing, digital marketing, printing, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
I had my own marketing website development company when we lived in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I just got out of that. Being a business owner and dealing with marketing, it was also 2008 to 2012. So the economy wasn't that great. Just wasn't a great experience, but still was doing marketing for a little bit when we moved to Michigan. And I finally just transitioned and pivoted out of marketing into e-commerce development, which is kind of what I do for my full-time gig, which has been great. I've worked with this application for a long time, both working for the app when we lived in Minnesota and also, you know, just kind of on the side for them as well. But for a long time, it was just something new and different. I didn't expect to land doing that, but it's been great. So that's kind of the first real pivot was coming out of marketing and into e-commerce and then into kind of doing the side gig, what I'm doing now. So let's talk about the business that you are running right now. And as we said, you're an advisor, you're focused on the college recruitment for sports process, which so many parents don't know enough about and athletes too. Talk to me about what happened with Josiah and how this pretty much inspired you to start a business. You obviously felt there was a need for this service, for the information to be out there. 100%. In his junior year, he took the year off of playing football, which ended up being a good thing because it kind of re-energized him for his junior year. Mm -hmm. We moved schools. So he mo we moved halfway through a sophomore year to a private school close by. That private school kind of rekindled his passion, not just for sports, but for a variety of things, all four of our kids. During that process, we realized that in order for him to kind of get back into it, we should go and do some showcases and camps during the summer. So Joe was just way out of his league. He was rusty, but he learned a lot about technique and what he needed to do to kind of augment his skill set going into his junior year. But during that time, he kind of started feeling like maybe I could do this post-college. I didn't know. We weren't quite sure. I didn't even know how to begin much like most parents do. They have no idea how, where to even start. And so I started doing what most parents do and go to Google and try and find some information. And I did, I found some decent information. I found some agencies and websites of companies that do this more full time, but they, they charge a lot of money for it. I'm about empowering myself and people I know and the staff that work for me in my full-time job and the people that I just kind of work with and other things that I do. I'm all kind of trying to empower them to make good decisions and, and do things on their own. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that we could do this by ourselves if we did enough research and figure that part out. But one of the biggest things that I found is that there wasn't one repository for a lot of this information that parents needed to get started. So I was taking notes of everything that we did from how important it is to fill out recruitment questionnaires to getting on social media, specifically Twitter and or X now and connecting with coaches and recruiters to finding the right showcases and camps to go to. So I was taking note of all of these things that we did that I knew would be valuable information for parents down the road. So as Joe was sort of helping or sort of working on his own skill set to get better, we were receiving some good advice from some of his coaches and from some other coaches at other schools that, dude, your son is big. He's a lineman. If he works on some of these skills, then he could play post-college. So we started to really get into the thought process of how do we make this happen and is this viable and what kind of programs would be a good place for him to land. He hadn't really played enough at a higher high enough level to really go after some D1 programs. 
but D2, D3, NAIA programs were all sort of out there and, uh, and available for us to really go after. The next important thing was, you know, we got his highlight reels together on a site called Huddle, which is used for a variety of sports, uh, baseball, softball, basketball, football. And you can kind of put your own highlight reel together and then you can share it out over social. And that's once we started doing that, shared his junior year highlight reel, he got a ton of exposure through that. Then at that point, it was like, okay, this is real. We can do this. We need to get serious now. I spent a lot of time figuring that part out. Like, how do you get in front of recruiters? How do you talk to them? How do you navigate the application process to at the same time? Because there's a really specific time when you want to hit both the athletic program and the admissions program at the same time, hmm. try and get as much exposure as you possibly can. And so all of those things that that we learned a lot of it by trial and error, some of it just was just didn't work, but some most of it did. And through that, we were given opportunities to do lots of college visits, some official, some unofficial. And ultimately, before Joe ended up making his decision at Lake Forest, he had a couple of D1 looks. He had a couple of offers from D3 programs, lots of offers from D3 programs, and a couple NAIA programs gave him both offers and some athletic money. Ultimately, he had a 3.5 GPA. So he was good enough to get academic scholarships at most of these schools. And so the school that he finally chose really kind of fit where he wanted to be. It was a small enough school, but also one that would help him kind of figure out what he wanted to do for his career. As a liberal arts school, it's one of the highest ranked for opportunity and assistance at at figuring out careers and placement. So that's where he ended up going to Lake Forest in Chicago. But that whole journey, you know, we learned all this stuff. And now you're sharing it. And helping people probably not make some of the mistakes that you made. I understand what the big questions are, sort of what is the process? How do we identify colleges with suitable athletic programs? What role does a highlight reel play? You talked about the reel and when coaches can officially contact student athletes. Those are all the big questions that you're helping people answer. But what would you say is the biggest mistake people make or mistakes that parents and athletes are making that they can avoid based on the clients that you have so far? I think one of the biggest mistakes that parents and athletes are making is lack of belief that they can make it post high school. Lack of belief. So they're underestimating themselves. They'll go through and they'll say, yeah, I'm good at the high school level, but I'm not good enough to play college. You're not the judge of that, right? When you get your highlight reel out there and you talk to coaches, let the coaches decide whether or not you're marketable. I think another big mistake that parents do, and I'm finding this out a little bit more recently, that they're utilizing or relying on like the NCAA Eligibility Center to kind of be their primary place to get attraction. And that's not where you start. You have to have an NCAA eligibility number for coaches to kind of keep going with the recruiting process, but you don't have to pay for it right away. I mean, if if you're doing D1 or D2, you do eventually have to. But you don't have to start there. You start by doing your own research and connecting with coaches offline or using social media. You don't start at the NCAA because they won't help you. So I think those are the two two big mistakes. And so obviously your approach is a holistic one. Someone works with you, you're taking them from point A all the way to Z with the process, but you also offer courses. I mean, it really does sound like an area that is growing in interest kids 
wanting to be recruited, at least where I am in the Northeast region, I see just a lot more interest in it. So I see the white space that you were going for here and I get it. Back to you a little bit more in terms of building this business. And we talk about roadblocks, we talk about what we can learn from you here on Bucket List Careers. You told me your biggest stumbling block was you were out of work for a couple of years and you had to pivot and you had to change. So what do you think served you the most in that transition? How'd you get out of it? And then tell me about your biggest obstacles getting this business off the ground. Well, I think the economy in 2014, 2015, 16 wasn't the greatest for lots of people. And, you know, because when we moved to Michigan, uh, there just wasn't a lot of opportunity for me as a reformed marketer to do a lot in the area. I spent a lot of time. I moved back to Minneapolis for three months to try and find work. I went, I spent some time in Detroit trying to find work. But what really kind of got me through was just my family, belief in faith, and I did a lot of just side gigs, contract work here and there. So I did, I've been doing graphic design and web design for a long time. I didn't want to do that full time, but it was enough for me just to kind of help bring in some extra income when I needed to. Yeah, those side hustles got you through. And, you know, a lot of times th- those will grow into your primary professional pursuit, but not for you. You've obviously kept yourself open to this opportunity. Was there a pivotal moment for you? I like to ask that. It doesn't always exist, you know, the aha moment, but... Was there a day or a time frame where you said, okay, wait, I'm going to start this business with a college recruiting advisory focus? There, there was. So there were one of the schools that Joe was heavily recruited by down in Cincinnati. We got a, made a really good connection with the offensive line coach down there. We just went down for a visit and we happened to just have a, an opportunity to have a really good conversation about some stuff. He asked how the process was going for us and how I thought how easy it was or how difficult it was to kind of navigate this whole thing. And I thought that was interesting because I started to just start talking about what we did. And he's like, that's amazing. That's unique. Have you been cataloging this information? Do you, it seems like you have a lot of knowledge that you can help other people with. And when he said that, it kind of a light bulb went off and said, I know marketing. I know how to build websites. I've, I, I know how to do things. I can build a course. I've done it before. So maybe I'll just take a shot at it. Right. And so I started cataloging all this information, right? Just kind of putting it all into one spot. I put it in a Google Doc and it was pages upon pages of stuff. Right. And I kind of talked this through with some other friends of mine who do podcasts and, and some other things just to kind of see how viable maybe this information could be or how marketable this information could be. Could I get in front of people like you and, and talk about it? Sure. And they're all just like, yeah, you absolutely need to try it. And it's been kind of a grind to kind of put everything together. I've made some mistakes of, of how I've gone about it, which I've made some adjustments to that because you kind of live and learn and you're going to make mistakes at just how much you fail forward and learn from those mistakes. So tell me about the course that you offer. If someone works with Jeff Howell, you know, basically just the highlights of it. A couple of different things. I've got this course, go to the website, jeffhowell.me and go check it out got two different options. You can pay for it all at once, or you can do, you can break it down into like 12, you know, 12 monthly payments. It's a two hour video that you look at, you create a user and you have access to it for as long as you want to. It's there indefinitely. So you can go through it at your own pace. You can start it, stop it, go back to it with your username and password. There is a ton of information on my blog. There's a free ebook that you can download or you put your, your email and your name and you get to download it. 
there's a couple of pages on the site that deal with like quite main questions that you might want to have answered. There's a link to download an email template that you can use to connect with coaches. There's just a lot of really useful information. The main thing I'm trying to get is for people to buy the course, obviously, and utilize it. But I wanted to give enough other information that is just free and viable. Like, I don't feel like I would be selfish if I just kept all this to myself and put it all behind a paywall. I want to have yes. some value there for people just to go check it out and keep coming back because the, the content's always being refreshed. And you feel like that that's where you're getting meaning out of this. You know, we usually like to wrap the show with sort of takeaways. And I asked you, the advice that you would give to our listeners would be surrounding find your sphere of influence or point of genius and, and monetizing it. But there's also some reward in what you're doing. I can sense that too. Why do you think that matters to you at this stage in your life? I know that there's this information that I've got. I want to be able to share it and, and help empower parents and their athletes as much as I possibly can to navigate this process because we went through it. We learned a lot and I'm just trying to help other people to one, not make the same mistakes that we did, but also just make them feel like, yes, we can do this. My student is good enough, or there is a program out there that we could go play for and we can do this. Especially since you said so many parents and athletes, maybe more athletes are underestimating their athletic ability. And if you know and understand your capabilities, sky's the limit, right? So I think this is good stuff. I do. Tell me where listeners should go to find out more, jeffhowell.me. Should we be following you anywhere on social media? Are you a Twitter guy? Are you a LinkedIn person? I am. Anything else? Well, mostly uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, TikTok is sort of my jam right now. I've got TikTok all over the place. but Really? Oh, I love TikTok. I love so it. few of my guests will choose TikTok as number one platform of choice. So I'm impressed with I that. Say other, I do all kinds of other stuff on TikTok, which is great outside of this. But on my website, you can find links to all my other social medias. In the top menu at the right-hand side, there are links to the actual college sports recruiting social media platforms. And then in the Our Success page to, at the bottom, there's ways you can connect with me personally. Jeff Howell, thank you so much for sharing some of your wisdom. There's a lot more. Obviously, everybody should go check it out at Jeff Howell dot me, especially if your kids are in this space. And mine are. I think I told you that I have a fencer. So we're sort of in this world too. Maybe I'll be emailing you soon on that front. So thanks again so much for joining the podcast and sharing your journey. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate being here. Be well. This is Bucket List Careers. I'm Krista Laurie. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.